Shapes from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. And I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. Darren! Ah! Ah, we made it through another season, buddy. We did it, man. Looks like we made it! 21 episodes, we covered them all, even when we didn't especially want to. Oh, yeah, so let's set about that Kim Kardashian episode, the better. <laughs> and uh, Elon Musk, that was this year, right? They all blend together now. That was last year, and let's never speak of that again. Okay, I, I still have the scars. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so season finale of SNL. Uh, this season, they just wrapped up season 47, episode 21 from May 21st, 2022. Natasha Leone hosting and Japanese breakfast as the musical guest. Yeah, big night. We were all wondering uh, what's going to happen, who's leaving, who's staying. Yeah. Uh, uh, this weekend, uh, I'll let you guys in a little peek behind the curtain. I was actually, me and the wife, we actually took a trip up to New England and we left on Friday. And I was uh, very glad to do so because I just hopped in a car and, I, and we just drove up on Friday. And I was like, this is a good day to leave. Because there's possibly no way that SNL is going to drop some late-breaking news about who's staying and who's leaving on the show. Yeah. And, and doing it in a way that I can't possibly check because I'm driving up to New England. <laughs> this, is, this is great. Yep. <laughs> Just yep. perfect timing for us. Just the best. <laughs> perfect timing for us. And yeah, because I've, I've got all sorts of stuff going on in my life. I wasn't able to comfortably... Uh, talk about that or tweet about that or react to that in real time. Uh, but that's, it's unusual because the, yeah, the show doesn't usually say right before the finale, Hey, all these people are definitely leaving. And they, they just came out and they said, Kate McKinnon's leaving. Boom. Pete Davidson's leaving. Boom. A.D. Bryan's leaving. Boom. Kyle Mooney's leaving. Boom. There might be more. We don't know. Uh, yeah. But I mean, just those four alone, that was, uh, yeah. That was holy moly. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say they were surprising that they left because, like, you know, in my mind, I felt like when I heard the news, I was like, yeah, it, it seems about time that all these people leave. All of them, I just nodded and was like, well, yeah, that makes sense because they've all been on the show for at least eight seasons. Right. Like, and I looked online, I saw people tweet out that, like, Kyle Mooney was like his first year back in 2013. Uh -huh. He was there with Noel Wells and Brooks Whelan mm -hmm. and, and like, you know, John Milheisner. And I was like, wow, he's been on the show. Like, I didn't, I, I totally forgot he'd been on the show for that long. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was part of that new crew. I mean, literally one of his first sketches was the new cast member or arcade fire <laughs> where the yeah. joke was that they had <laughs> added four or five new people all at once. So they weren't very recognizable to the audience yet. So Right. <laughs> and and Kyle Mooney, God bless him, still has that same haircut. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, if it works, don't change it, man. <laughs> He's just like, nope, this is working for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this for the next decade. <laughs> uh, right. and and uh, Kate and 80, uh, Kate in particular has been such a mainstay for the show. I mean it SNL became her show within a couple years, I would say. I would say so. I would say it was fairly quickly that everybody warmed up to her and it was like pretty you know, it was pretty apparent that she was becoming like the sweetheart 
like the uh, you know the, the the main star of yeah of the show and uh, like he, people she's just, like, really such talk. a good performer she's so versatile had so many great impressions such personality and she's just such a likable personality even though she has had a good long run i'm i'm still gonna miss her i'm still a little sorry to see her go but i i can't really look at her and be like oh yeah you should have stayed a few more years i mean that's just and, yeah yeah and honestly, most of them probably would have left before now if it wasn't because of COVID. But yeah, I think so. I, I honestly think I agree with you. Like we got a few more years out of them because of COVID. I, I honestly think a lot of them would probably definitely Pete would have left like a year. I mean, yeah. he kind of already did leave this he, year. But like, yeah, but with Pete Davidson, it feels like he's had one foot out the door for a while. <laughs> I mean, so much so that so that they've made a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. And. I, uh, 80. I mean, she's, she's also had other projects like Shrill. She's done, what, like a couple seasons of Shrill at this point? Yeah, I think they just finished it. I think she did like right. three, three seasons, if I'm not mistaken. That's, I mean, that's so wild that she does another show and she finishes that show before she leaves SNL. Um, but, I mean, they've, they've all had good contributions to the show. I think Kate is far and away my favorite. Mm. If, you, if you, I had to make a list of my top ten cast members of all time, Kate would most assuredly be on it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I mean, at this point, it's like her name is, her name and place in uh, SNL history is well established. Like she's like, I mean, she's obviously, she's definitely going to come back to host at some point. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. But like, I think, you know, the name, the name Kate McKinnon is definitely going to be up there with, you know, Will Ferrell and, you know, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and, you know, and all the greats, I think. Yeah, too. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but really all of them have stuff to be proud of and they all of them had great runs on the show. They wouldn't have stayed on the show for this long if they hadn't done such a great job. So, I mean, we wish them the best, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of exciting to get, see the show get shaken up a little bit. Yeah, we get to see what the show will be now. We'll see, get it. It'll be like redefined. It'll, it'll cut. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be, uh, it'll be rebirthed and reborn anew. It's like when you um, leave your old high school and you go into a new high school and you like adapt a new persona. Mm-hmm. You know, you call yourself Ace or something like that, and you wear denim jackets or whatever, and like you hope nobody from your old high school knows who you really are and how you really act. And it's like his name's not Ace. His name is Darren. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Something else, Darren. Do you, do you have a jean jacket in your closet right now? No. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. That's They're fine. fashionable, John. They're fashionable. Okay. Well, I mean, Ace, do you want to get into it? Should we we go through the show? Go through the show for the last time of this season before we we go into our big summer format. Let's do it. Let's do this thing. Let's do this crazy dance one more time. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, I did not watch this uh, show live. I was checking it out on YouTube. So you're going to have to chime in when we get to uh, whenever Japanese breakfast comes in. So okay, let me know that so I know the, the correct order things occur in. Okay. Um, I forgot to ask you that before we started taping. No worries. <laughs> no worries. We got it. So we're starting out with a uh, final encounter cold open. Uh, Big applause break for this one. The audience knew right away what we were doing, and because it's Kate's last show, we're doing one last alien abduction sketch with Mrs. Rafferty. 
Yeah, cold open, not political, nothing mm-hmm. to do with uh, the president or Trump. It's yeah. a it's a straight up sketch. I, like it's how not refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Ugh. It's uh, they've done this a few times. I don't think they ever did it so many times that I got sick of it. And it's been a while since we've seen it last. So I think it's a very appropriate thing to do for, for Kate's last episode. Right. Uh, they said that this is the third alien abduction. Um, they, they have everybody at the Pentagon. We've got uh, Cecily, our host, Natasha Leone, and Kate as Mrs. Rafferty, who's once again talking all about getting stripped down by the aliens and probed. Yeah, for some reason, she's always pantsless whenever her uh, abduction happens. And, of course, she refers to her, uh, you know, her, her butthole and uh, vagina numerous times by calling yeah. them things like her yeasty and her beasty. Yeah, uh, her cooter and her shooter, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, those, those uh, colorful euphemisms. And, and and by this point, Mrs. Rafferty is just basically used to it. She, she actually says at one point, this might be the most stable relationship you've ever had. <laughs> right. And of course, uh, in this ep- in this episode, they refer to, uh, she refers to her like her pubic hairs, which are, uh, you know, not the most trimmed, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe at some point she refers to it as it looks like a hipster beard wearing an N95. Yeah, she she also says, "Why clean the house if no one's coming over?" Right? <laughs> wow, it's uh, Which, hey. I understand where she's coming from. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I'm just talking about it as a metaphor. Don't read okay. anything more into that than that. But but finally, uh, Adi and Mikey they say, "Well, hey, we made a deal with the aliens. If one of you three goes with them permanently off planet." They will share all this knowledge with us, and everything will be groovy. And uh, <laughs> did they say groovy? They did not. They did not. I'm Aww. just freely translating. Which they uh, did. And, and Mr. R- Mrs. Rafferty is just like, yeah, okay, I can read the room, and and we have like a basically a close encounters ending with her going onto the spaceship and into the blinding bright light. We see some alien greys lean in the doorway, and she just is like, "Thanks for letting me stop by your planet for a while." Right, like uh, it's it's actually a pretty, pretty uh, heartfelt moment because, like, like you said, mm-hmm. like she steps up to these alien doors, like the bay doors come down, and she walks up to the bright light. She turns around, faces the audience, and a, it's a good way to end, you know, to sort of end up the the character. To, to but it's also a way to say goodbye to us, the audience. Like she's saying yeah, goodbye yeah. to, you know, the people of Earth in the sketch and to. Uh, so it's like you can see, and you can see it's like she's getting really emotional while she say this. Kate's really getting choked up. She's like, yeah, fighting yeah. back tears. It's, it's a, it's a very, it was a very emotional moment. It, it was, it was good. It's a nice way to say goodbye to Kate. It's interesting. We're seeing it at right at the top of the show. I, I thought it was good. I felt it was a hundred percent longer than it needed to be. This thing was like eight minutes. Yeah, I get it, but like, I mean, at the same time, this is. This is Kate's big goodbye, so that, yeah, I, I'm sure they just yeah, just let it go along. Let, let if Kate you be can't Kate. be self indulgent in your goodbye sketch, when the hell can you? Damn straight. That's the only reason yeah. I I want to be on this show so I could be self indulgent. <laughs> so you can just drive things into the ground for the better part of a decade, and <laughs> right, exactly. You get well, it. you know, maybe maybe that's what we'll get to do with this podcast. Some people would say we're doing that already with this podcast. <laughs> 
Guys, tweet at us. Let us know if that's what we're doing with this podcast. Are we getting stale? Do we need to shake up our format? Do we do some of the cast members of this podcast need to leave the show? Yeah. Do we need to be abducted by aliens? Let us know. (laughs) We don't know. We're not going to assume anything. (laughs) No. No, why would we? Uh, So next we have the Natasha Leone monologue. Uh, She came out in... Was that a cat suit? I'm not really sure. Yeah, it was like a tight kind of spandexy cat suit. She almost yeah. like a like a New York uh, City superhero type of thing. I was Yeah, yeah. But but as like also like a low cut open in the front thing. It was it was just yeah, she she looked like she was about to go clubbing or something. Uh, yeah, kind of like David Bowie in the seventies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's uh it was like it was I, I can't what, what was the name of that, that cool club in London where they found the people who became the sex pistols? Uh Lionel something. Know. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not that cool, man. I don't know. Anyway, okay. Well, there was there was some cool place in London where they they found them. They're like, hey, you want to be in the Sex Pistols? And they were like, yeah, that's cool. I was playing at OD anyway, so yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, she comes out and she says like, hi, yes, thank you. I also wish I was Harry Styles because <laughs> no. he was one of the rumored people for the finale. She gets it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and um, talks about uh, how she's got a lot of connections to SNL. She she co-created Russian Doll with Amy Poehler, which I didn't realize that Amy Poehler had anything to do with that show. Yeah, she's an EP on it. Okay, uh, co-creator. Good to know. Um, I, I like the line she said. You know, the the two things you really want to be associated with right now are Russia and Netflix. Right, because of her show Russian Dolls. Yeah, that that was yep. a, that was a solid joke. Um, Good line. Good line. Yeah. I like how she even makes fun of herself talking about how she knows she talks like Didi Ramone, which is a nice uh, Yes, yes. I think she was talking about getting her start as a child actress, and they said they wanted somebody who looked like Shirley Temple but talked like Didi Ramone. Uh, yeah, she has. She does have a very, like, raspy... She almost had, like, a cab driver, a New York cab driver from, like, the 50s or something. Yeah. I just remembered, wasn't wasn't it Natasha Lyonne? Uh, what, she, she was in... Uh, the, the the thing we watched about the National Lampoon writers. Oh yeah, she played Ann Beats and uh yeah a futile and stupid gesture. Yeah, I totally forgot that she was in that, and I liked her in that. So there you go. Hey, there you go. Um, yes, she was a great choice to play Ann Beats. I'm surprised she didn't mention that, but yeah. um, but we get some surprise cameos. We get Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph come back, which is <laughs> interesting because <laughs> she. She says that she she and Freddie dated for seven years. So nice to say that they're amicable exes. Apparently, yeah. She even made a joke about like, yeah, the two of us we uh we made a we're the only couple celebrity couple to make a sex tape that nobody wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, yeah Fred but, Fred and Maya doing impressions of her, and then they just abruptly leave. <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird. But I was like, I'll, <laughs> that was weird. Um. Oh, and they showed footage of uh, Natasha Leone as a child actor on Pee Wee's Playhouse. That was kind yeah. of cool. Is, is the old clip thing from early in somebody's acting career, is that getting a little played out? That's that's like a device they've introduced this season. And it feels uh, like they've been going to that well just a couple times too many to me. Oh, I guess, what, like Oscar Isaac and um, yeah. Kieran Culkin? Yeah. Um, Maybe. But, I mean, I guess they just do it because it's a way to kind of win it's an easy way to win over the audience because people are like oh you were, that's you as a child that's adorable 
And I, I totally get that. And I think it's fun every once in a while. I just don't want it to be the new, I'm going to take questions from the audience or I don't want it to be the new thing they rely on in the monologue. So yeah, yeah I want to no, see them keep varying it up. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair enough. Yeah. And Selena Gomez did it with the picture of her and Barney. I get yeah, it. Exactly. I get exactly. it. I get it. Yeah, it it could yeah. it can be a bit of a crutch, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the it's the last. I you know I, I treat this episode like the last day of school. It's like it's the last season. It's the last episode. It's, it's you're grading it on a curve. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so you were you were totally cool with them ending the monologue with a Fabio joke. Yeah, that was what, a little weird. What was that about? That was a little because like she also talks about. Her, uh, you know, multiple arrests and drug addiction. Because, like, she did yeah. go through a period, I, I'll say, like, late 90s, early aughts, where she was, like, really messed up on drugs. I think she might have been homeless at one point. It was really bad. Ooh. But then, I don't know. I, I, I remember for a while she was, like, kind of, like, you know, on the outs with Hollywood. And, you know, she was kind of down and out. Um, but, yeah, but then she said, like, you know, I, I come, I made my way and I came back up. Much like, uh, you know, it's been a roller coaster, like the roller coaster Fabio Road, and yeah, and that that was a weird thing. They kind of, I'll agree with you. That was that was odd because it, there it's was just kind thing. of weird because it's like a who really remembers Fabio who didn't live through the '90s, and who remembers the Fabio Goose story? I mean, I remember both of those things, but yeah, maybe all the audience was scratching their heads. I don't know. Do, do people still remember Fabio? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, for those that don't know, Fabio was this like kind of male, I guess, male model who's like famous yeah. for being like the dude on the cover of those trashy romance novels that your mom reads, where right. it's, like him in a pirate shirt with the wind blowing and and there's all right. sorts of euphemisms for genitalia and yeah, he's holding on to some woman's heaving bosoms and shit. Yeah, and anyway, he was on a roller coaster and a bird ran into his face. Yeah, <laughs> he somehow collided with a goose. Uh, yeah, that so was, there, there yeah. are all these pictures of Fabio with a, a huge bloody nose, and ooh, yeah, what a weird thing. It's, yeah, that was, I'll admit that was a weird thing to like wedge in there in this cold yeah. open. I was like, I don't know, set the tone for the show. I guess it's just it's like this show is going to be weird, like this random moment of Fabio with a bloody, you know, with goose blood all over his face is yeah. weird. So. Anyway, uh, so next we had a uh, pre-tape for the first sketch. Uh, this is just called PSA on YouTube. And it's reminding you that uh, stupid people can vote. Yeah, like this sketch, I don't know, this sketch was interesting because like it kind of starts off at a PSA with people saying that, you know, that they're, it's like kind of a confessional thing where people are saying that they're stupid and that they're dumb, but they're not, you know, mentally handicapped. Don't get them wrong. They're just, they need things explain to them and uh sarcasm sounds like lies to them and yeah. like they need they, you know and it's like they're just they're just very dumb and, and it's it's one of those rapid fire things where we're talking to a bunch of different people we've got james austin johnson we've got 80 we've got keenan we've got kyle we've got natasha leone uh cecily strong pops up with she's talking in one of those uh i don't know if it's called a voice box but it's like that thing when you have like a vocal cord removed and you're you're right. talking like this and, yeah, and, and she and, doesn't need it. She's just like, I just think this sounds cool. <laughs> right. And then, um, yeah, so I, for when I, when I was first watching, I was like, all right, so where's, what's the joke here? I'm not quite getting it. And then I was waiting for the turn. And then the turn comes by them saying, like, you know, don't, you know, don't let people 
you know, uh, don't let people, you know, think less of you because you're stupid. Because like, you know, we're 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 strong. We run companies. I make laws, and you know, yeah. go out there and vote. You and then it becomes like them being urging stupid people to use their power to vote because your stupid vote counts as much as anybody else's does sometimes even more <laughs> yeah, like in my district <laughs> this this was honestly this was a little more depressing than funny <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's just like oh yeah there are so many stupid people out there yeah uh, i mean i was trying to figure out what the message was like oh stupid people vote and it's that's kind of the reason why we're at where we're at I think I think my favorite moment from the sketch was when 80s character just said, oh, I was on the computer and it said, prove you're not a robot. So I cut myself. That was funny. <laughs> that was just so far out of left field. I, I liked it. Um, yeah. Like the little non sequiturs uh, that 80 was throwing out there. Like like when she said, oh, my son, my son's wife is a smart person and she's tearing us apart. <laughs> yeah. So this was just eh, so sorry. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure like what the message was, and it, it was kind of yeah. like I'm not sure what you guys are trying to. S- Maybe I'm a stupid person for not knowing, but yeah, I was trying to figure out what are you guys trying to say here. So I was like, I was like, uh, I wasn't too wild about this one. Okay, uh, so next we have '50s baseball broadcast. Mm. Uh, this is at Yankee Stadium, 1951. Mikey and Natasha Leone are the announcers for a baseball game. Uh, right. James Austin Johnson is doing the sponsor ads, and we find out that Natasha Leone's character has taken a new cold medicine called methamphetamine. Methamphetamines. Methamphetamine. The cure, cure the daily cold. And so she starts saying, and not not so much doing, but mostly just saying outrageous stuff. Uh, yeah, she talks about uh, Joe DiMaggio here here with his wife Marilyn Monroe, and of course she says like, how did it? Ugly son of a bitch like that get Marilyn Monroe. I mean, you know what a guy's Italian, right? Italians aren't yeah. Italians aren't even white. That made uh that was that was that made me laugh. Um, she, she talks to tells a story about how Babe Ruth supposedly ate a child alive. Uh, right, clothes and all. And there was there was something about Mickey Mantle in there, but I didn't write down anything besides the name Mickey Mantle. So. Uh... It's run. okay. I, it doesn't matter. Uh, this, this, I just, I thought this was a slog. This, this didn't do anything for me. Really? Oh, okay. No. I no. maybe I, I did like it because uh, mainly because like we get some good, you know, incredulous Mikey Day action in here. It could have been more incredulous. Well, I could not maybe. believe how unincredulous he was in certain places. I was well, incredulous yeah. at his credulity. In- you were incredulous over his lack of incredulous. Yes, I see. Okay. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think my main problem was it's it's something you say a lot. It it didn't really build. I didn't think it it built. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, Latasha Leone does play a big. I did notice one thing that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Like while she's playing a man in this sketch, yeah. like you know, like a 1950 man with the the mustache and everything, she still. Yeah. Still has nail polish on. And Didn't notice know. that. Didn't yeah. notice that. Like, I don't know if that's something that they just left in there because, like, yeah, you know, whatever. It was, it's the last last, last day, last day of the season or what. But I was like, oh, she's playing a dude, but she has nail polish on in the in 1951. Uh, all right. 
Did that throw know. you out of the reality of the sketch? Yes, I was like with, with the cannibal, <laughs> a Babe Ruth. Yeah, exactly. Okay, like John, if you're stuck in traffic, just gun it. Just see what happens. Yeah, I I, I think I was a little bit more more warm in this than you are. I like I thought it was all right. Sounds like it. She, she plays it big. I'll give her that. Uh, yep. But yeah, it was definitely. Uh, it was definitely. I, I thought this sketch was all right. It was okay. It was a slog. Uh, the the one line I think I really liked was when James Austin Johnson was doing the sponsor ads, and he was like, "Hey, where'd you get that plain brown suit and plain brown hat?" <laughs> um, yeah. Mitchum, the businessman, Scotch. Yeah, I, I I like the you know poking fun at the conformity of the fifties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know. I I don't I don't mind the premise of they get she gets strung out on meth because. It's the fifties, and we don't know what harm that does yet. But I, I feel like they could have done more of that. So, all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, anyway, what's next, Aaron? Uh, next up, we got Summer Gig. Makes me feel fine. Do you see what I did there? Huh? Yeah, I'm I'm stealing myself for this one. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You you go ahead and describe this one, buddy. All right. So it's the uh, Trey Henderson trio. This is a sketch we've seen before. I believe when uh, Seth Meyers hosted, they did it. Uh, when Martin Freeman hosted, they did it. And yeah, it's basically um, Keenan, Kyle, and Natasha, uh, you know, as a, as a band. Um, and of course, there's, you know, the thing, the running gag is that like Keenan always brings up his personal business and his band's personal business on stage, like in between songs. Uh, he asks, you know, in, in this sketch, he asks the, um, somebody in the audience for Nasonex numerous times. And, 11 or, times, yes. 11 times. He'll, he's, at one point, he's like, I'll even put a condom on the nasal, if that's the worry. Um, yeah. uh, we have Natasha Leone on stage playing harmonica next to him. Uh, Cecily is there as Helen, who's just there to dance. And we have Chloe and Bowen in the audience because... God forbid we do one of these sketches and don't have somebody in the audience being like, hey, this is weird. Yeah. This is, this is not how an, uh, a band ordinarily behaves. Yeah, I, I think, know. yeah, but I think they tried to switch it up a bit because, like, they had um, Chloe as a psychic who was telling uh, what the issue was with um, uh, Natasha's character. Because, like, I think at one point, because Nata- Natasha's character is Keenan's character's. Uh, roommate and landlord and i think at one point keenan says on stage oh i saw you crying the other day is everything all right and she's like hey you know my tears are my business which yeah i that's how i live my life by those words i i I couldn't bring myself to rewatch this one i just rewatched this one one i i watched it once my main notes were like keenan is being hammy ugh Uh, I just thought this was horribly unfunny. I, I didn't. I didn't think there were any real jokes. I just thought it was a bunch of random shit strung together, and and Keenan being allowed to overact. And it's this is the type of sketch I freaking hate Keenan in. Yeah, this is definitely just a big old slab of ham, just like over the top, silly, hammy. Mm-hmm. At one point, like you said, Cecily's in the sketch, but she's not even playing an instrument. She's just like, oh, I just like to be on stage and I like to dance. Yeah, and, oh. and Keenan's just like, give me, give me, give me, you know, just scatting, and I just, ugh. It's, it's 
Yeah. Horribly unfunny. Wor- probably a worse sketch of the night, I would say. Really? Oh, I thought there was one that was a little bit worse, but we'll... Well, I don't know. This is the point I'm at in my notes right now, but okay. I hated right. this. I hated this. I hated this so, so much. I'm, I'm Mrs. White and Clue. Flames on the side of my, my face. God damn. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say this sketch is definitely not for everybody. I'll say it's for people who are who really enjoy seeing Keenan ham it up and being goofy, silly, maybe nonsensical sketches. And so, uh, people know. with bad taste, this was a sketch for you. Oh yeah! All right, there we go. All right, <laughs> your words, not mine. They are my words. They are my words. Uh, next thing I have in my notes was another pre-tape. Is that right? That's right. After uh, high school. After high school. This was uh, Andrew Dismukes just sort of reminiscing about his high school prom uh, going back 20 years to the class of 2022. And the camera just moves around to the various people. And he tells us all their <laughs> their fates in the coming years and and some twisted shit happens to this high school class. Yeah, so we see Dismukes. Uh, it's uh, the class of 2002. Everybody's dancing, having a good time. And then we see Dismukes off in the corner staring at everybody's, you know. Here we hear some inner monologues saying, hey, well, it was crazy times we had, man. Like, oh, I can't believe what we all grew up to go on and do. And yeah, then they show... Uh, you know, one of the, one of the persons at the dance, and he, he says that person grew up to do, you know, pornography, and another person mm-hmm. died, and another person. Right. This like, person made good on her promise to hike the Appalachian Trail, and she's still missing to this day. Right. <laughs> like I remember watching this, and like the audience kept on going, "Oh, oh, oh." Like after every, like after but, every revelation, it's, it's delivered in such a beautiful deadpan way, and it's it's shot in a really cool thing in that sort of nostalgic haze. Uh, I, yeah, I like how Chris Red's character. He's like, and then he became a professional porn star, <laughs> and and this and this person finally fulfilled their dream. Unfortunately, their dream was killing their grandparents, and and throughout the sketch, we keep cutting to. One character uh, played by Natasha Leone, Rachel Finster, and, and they're just alluding to horrible things that she has done throughout the sketch. Um, I really like this one. This was sketch of the night for me. Not even close. Yeah, this one was. It's it's pretty dark. I'm not gonna lie to you, but it is. Yeah. I think they just put in just enough sort of humor and silliness for it to be like totally dark and depressing but it's uh yeah, yeah this, one, this one's a wild one like especially if you're going back to uh natasha leone's character like I said rachel fenster uh, yeah you know the, then they talk about how she did porn with one of the guys and how she i think at one point they the camera goes to punky's character and how she go, grows up to you know have a same-sex marriage with somebody and it's like yeah even rachel fenster was there with the rest of her church protesting the marriage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some really good twists and turns. Uh, this one was written by Mikey Day, Andrew Dismukes, uh, Streeter Seidel, with an assist from Rosebud Baker. So yeah. kudos, folks. That, yeah. that, that's a great sketch. And it's nice to see Andrew Dismukes get a nice showcase in the finale. Yeah, this he's been is... a little light the last half of the year. A little bit. But like now, I think that, uh, you know, Kyle is leaving and Pete's leaving. I think... Dismukes is going to sort of fill in that that role. We're, we're, I think yeah, we're going to see a lot more Dismukes. 
he'll have a good slot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like he's, this is the this is the where the rise of Dismukes. It's a part of. And and really, this was on Dismukes' shoulders because he's doing all the narration. Everyone else is just giving a nonverbal performance. I think another reason I like this was Natasha Leone didn't have to talk in it. It was just her her expression and her physicality. So. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, like when I was taking notes on the monologue, I was like, "Oh wait, I'm I'm like three minutes in, and I'm already getting sick of her." Good gravy. <laughs> this is not this is not bode well for the evening. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, you you told everybody yes on yesterday's episode. You let them know, yeah, Anthony Natasha Leone. So, look, I, I I try to lay my cards out on the table. Try to be as honest as I possibly can. I was like, look, I got this bias going in. I I am not real fond of her, and. I'll tell you, she didn't do much to change my mind <laughs> this week. I I wasn't too impressed with her as a host. Uh, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I would say that, like, she, I mean, she was, I thought she was good in the cold open, but yeah, a lot of these sketches, she, like, really hammed it up, like, mm-hmm. like, like, kind of over the, I mean, and some sketches that work, but, like, for a lot of time, it's like, oh, this is yeah really over the top here, but. Yeah, yeah. And with a lot of SNL stuff, it's so absurd to begin with, you don't really need to ham it up too much. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, all right. All well, right, uh, what, what's next? Are we up to the musical guest now? We are up to the musical guest now. Japanese. Yay! Breakfast. I put it in the right spot in my notes. Yay. I took a guess and I was right. Yay! We get her. Uh, yeah, Japanese breakfast. We get her two performances: "Be Sweet" and "Paprika." Yep. Paprika. Uh, they were all right. It was. It was kind of a, like a pop disco thing. Yeah, the first one was like more pop disco. The second one was like more pop indie. It's definitely pop indie. I, I saw somebody describe her on uh, on Twitter, and I, I think they got a good sense of it. They said like, yeah, she's like more. She's like a more positive, optimistic Bjork. And yeah, I think that's the, definite, that's the, definite Bjork vibes. Yeah, um, strong Bjork vibes. Strong Bjork vibes. The second number, of Paprika. They had a gong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always fun to see. I enjoy bring, seeing gongs. Bring it back enjoy, the gong. I enjoy hitting gongs. I enjoy, I've even enjoyed at times banging a gong. Get it on. I enjoy the gong that's, show. That's a little something for all you power stations fans listening yeah. to this podcast. Damn straight. Bang a gong. Get it on. Yeah. Yo! <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, Robert Palmer. Oh my God. Where have you gone? He dead. Oh, oh, that's right. He's dead. Yeah, right. he dead. <laughs> oh no, he gone. He gone. <laughs> Robert Palmer. He dead. Yeah, he dead. R.I.P. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, just just to go down this this road a little further. Do you do you remember a sketch with with uh, Phil Hartman where it was the Robert Palmer bunch, and it was just him surrounded by all those women from his music videos? Yeah, didn't uh, Gina Davis? It, yes, Gina. It was when Gina Davis hosted, and I just remember this being hilarious. And like, and they all had these Germanic names. And and if you don't remember Robert Palmer videos from the eighties, they, they all they all had these heavily made up women. They all had like slicked back black hair. They were all in these tight black dresses. They all looked exactly like heavy makeup. They looked like Patrick Nagel paintings, basically. Ooh, and. And he did like three or four videos in a row with this thing. This was like his yeah. his trademark. This was his, I think he did that just because he knew because like that's when like MTV was coming up and yeah, I think like he knew like oh this will be my hook and just like MTV will 
play this a lot because it's you know a bunch of hot chicks with slick back hair. And sure right. enough, he was right. Because uh, there a lot of horny teenagers watching MTV. And Myself included. <laughs> and same, same. I mean, mama mia, what? Yeah, and it was, it was just, it's such a it's such a weird thing, but damn it if that didn't work for him. So hey, Branding, branding, branding. <laughs> Way to go, Robert Palmer. That's right, R.I.P. Robert Palmer. He's like, dude, he was such a good singer. I really think sometimes he's he was like underrated. As a singer, yeah. like he, he he could belt them out like with the best. He had a voice. He had a voice. Oh, like that, anyway, some like it hot song that was with the parrot. Some that, like it hot and, and some, some sweat, sweat when the heat, heat is, is on. <laughs> yeah, it was like him and a couple guys from Duran Duran, and right. oh, I think a couple other people. I don't know. Yeah, that song rocks, yo. Yeah, that's that's, that's my jam, kid. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna look that up once we're done recording. Oh my god. Or maybe before. Who knows? Darren might get boring. What? <laughs> anyway, next oh, on uh, anything else about uh, Japanese breakfast? Anything else you got to say about them? Uh, no, I enjoyed both performances. I thought they were both great. You yeah. know, um, I like that they're a you know a band and you know it, it's a very interesting performer. It's it, it was a good change of pace. Like you know, because like sometimes SNL will have. You know, just some sound, you know, whatever hot new SoundCloud rapper or whatever is climbing the charts. So I like that they have, you know, a, a band with musicians and like real some real interesting, you know, instrumentation and artistry here. I I, I dug both these uh, performances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So next we had a weekend update with Cullen Juiced and Michael Che. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't gotten word if like uh, Che and Jester Jun yet. Yeah, they're still that's uh, still kind of up in the air. We don't know. Yeah, I I saw another like you know theory somebody tweeted out saying like oh because they didn't do the um, season end joke swap on this episode yeah. then maybe that means they're going to stick around a little bit longer. Which I don't know, that that's a bit of a reach to me. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> I, I my gut feeling is more they either felt like the joke swap thing was played out or they just had to have more emphasis on doing goodbye things for AD and, and Pete. That seems more likely to me. I think so. Maybe because like four people were definitely leaving. Maybe they thought, well, maybe if we leave, that's too many people leaving. So maybe we'll stick around. For, or, or maybe they're just spacing out the announcements. I don't know. Hmm. I could see either one of them leaving. I mean, Che's he's done... Now two seasons of that damn Michael Che, Colin Jost. He's he's been doing movies. He's got a new baby at home. Yeah, he's he's bought a ferry with Pete Davidson. I mean, he's got stuff going on. He's he's in the Tom and Jerry movie. I mean, the man's a mover yeah. and shaker. Right. He is. I I think it's safe to say an influencer at this point. Indeed. Oh, yeah. indeed. So, um. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the feeling that this was their last weekend update. But at the same time, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it might be. Yeah, I think we'll see them again next year. But then again, I've been wrong before. What, what do I know? We've been frequently wrong. Oh yes, frequently. Um, huh. But but I thought this was a pretty decent uh, update. There were some nice uh, jokes scattered in there. I liked Jay's uh, Elon Musk sexual harassment joke where. Elon Musk, shocker of shocker, has been accused of sexual harassment, and, oh, yeah. and they re- he reads 
Musk's denial on Twitter. <laughs> and, and then he just does a game show buzzer and he says, oh, I'm sorry. We were just looking for a simple did not do it. Couldn't say uh-huh. it, could he? <laughs> uh, I liked another ch- joke Che had about um, how uh, wealthy people are going to the black market for baby uh-huh. formula, which I assume means they're just stealing baby formula that was supposed to go to black markets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Joe's had a, a, a solid joke. He was talking about how Taylor Swift spoke uh, at a college commencement, and he said college is a lot like breaking up with Taylor Swift. You're still going to be paying for it decades later. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I even I even ran that by the podcast's official Taylor Swift consultant, my friend uh, Rini, and uh, she agreed. Yes, that is a good Taylor Swift joke. Good so. one, Colin Jost. You did it. Yay. Yay. Good for you. Gold star. You, you got the millennials. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and, uh, so, and then, but I, I suppose a big thing in this weekend update is we had Three features, three desk pieces. We had Alex Moffat returning as the guy who just bought a boat, talking about romantic summer getaways. And I read that this is actually Alex Moffat's eighth appearance as the guy who just bought a boat. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it's uh, the same thing, like you said, with uh, Miss Rafferty, where they spaced it out enough that we don't get sick of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. And, like, it is impressive to see how quickly... He can like uh, Alex can like, you know, kind of, you know, quickly, you know, spit out all that verbiage and, um, you know, hit that rapid there fire. Are clever, oh. clever lines in there. This is uh, Alex Moffat writing these with uh, Anna Driesen. I assume those are the regular writers right. for them. I mean, but yeah, he's like, you know, we're going to get two tickets to bumping thighs. And they, yeah. they just take all these common phrases and they make them into sexual innuendo. And he's the characters just got such unearned confidence um i know i've gotten sick of this character in the past but uh this time i kind of enjoyed him yeah i mean you at the very least you gotta say it's impressive how quickly he can like go through all that stuff like you know french skiviera and just like just his and and also like it seems like he's playing more and more to the audience because he Mm -hmm. knows the stuff he's saying is like kind of grosses out the audience so right so when you hear the audience just kind of groan and be like, oh, God, he'll just be, he'll just like point to the audience and give like a quick little wink and a nod. Like, hey, yeah, eh, right. Eh? That's pretty Ste- steering into the curve. Exactly. And I, yeah. I applaud him for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It usually is very funny to see people who are like really confident, but have no reason to be. And they're totally oblivious as to how they're they're coming off. That's that's usually very funny comedic uh, ground. So uh, my ears are burning. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that uh, Alex is is good at that. So yeah, and it was nice to see him. It would have been a light show for him without this. So that is true. Is yeah, good to see. Good to see. Uh, let's see. We also had trend forecasters. This was with AD and Bowen. These are some recurring characters. Um, this is written by A.D. Bryant, Bone Yang, and Celeste Yim. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I feel like they're they're kind of throwing A.D. a bone because it's her last show. Yeah, this is definitely like her uh, big hurrah. Um, yeah. Again, this is like she does. She I have noticed she has been doing a lot more sketches with Bowen. Yes, uh, in, the, in the past few episodes, like it used to be, oh, you know, Kate and A.D., Kate and A.D., Kate and A.D., and then somehow yeah. it switched to 
80 and Bowen, 80 and Bowen, 80 and Bowen. So like well, I don't, I don't feel like it's totally switched, but I feel like that's like sort of our B pairing with, oh. <laughs> with 80 Bryant, right. like Bowen and 80 obviously have really hit it off. And Bowen, I think has even said like, Oh yeah, you helped me survive this place. So, you know, it's, it's nice when the, uh, the more veteran cast members can take the newer cast members under their wings and you, you see those bonds form. And, and these two, they obviously love playing off each other a lot. My yeah. only relevance was this was it, it hasn't been that many weeks since we saw them last. So I don't I don't know if I was really ready to see him again, but it was it was now or never, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, what was the last time we saw them? I, I feel like it was a while ago. I could be wrong. I feel like it was just a few weeks ago, but I did not look that up. Um, uh, okay. All right. Well, so. uh, but yeah, either way, it's, it's pretty much the same kind of uh, same shtick that they always do where, you know, summer fruit trends in, out and. You know, out is navel orange, and it's like them saying, navel orange, why do you have a navel? That's disgusting. What's next? Honeydew with C-section scars? It's it's, it's very over-the-top and very camp. I, I will give it that. So yeah. that's not your thing. It might not hit. But I did like at the end of this one, that kind of ended it with them saying kind words to 80. You know, I think at one point, 80 says, like, I've had 10 great years here. Then Bowen says, you know, your friend that I couldn't have done this without. And uh, it ends with both Bowen and Che giving uh, 80 kisses on the cheek very sweetly and thanking her for her tenure on Saturday Night Live. Um, the only information I've found on the trend forecasters is apparently it premiered in January of this year. So really? That's what that's what it's saying on Wikipedia, and, and when we all know that Wikipedia is never, ever, ever wrong. Nope, it's a flawless piece of it's a it's a flawless reference point. Right, and I feel like they've done it at least three times. So three times between January and May that that seems like a lot to me. But yeah, this is the this is the charm. Third the third time, so it's the charm. What you gonna do? Uh, anyway, yeah, and um, I, I do like at, at the very end. Um, they get Michael Che in a tiara. Uh, it's, yeah. it's nice to see uh, Che be a good sport about it. And, and it, you know, he, he and Bowen both kiss 80 on the cheek mm-hmm. at the end. And I look, I'm not made of wood people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a man of stone. <laughs> that touched me. Do my tears, do my tears surprise you, sir? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, f- I feel like this was a thing that was more amusing to them than the audience, but yeah, yeah it was I, amusing to them, and you know, it, it's their last show. What the hell? It's the last day of school. Whatever, man. It, yeah, whatever. You can watch that movie in class. <laughs> exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> you're going. You're going on spring break in a minute. Exactly. <laughs> Your yeah. parents are taking you to Cancun. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, final death segment uh, part of Weekend Update, we get a special guest cameo from uh, Pete Davidson, ladies and gentlemen. Former cast member, Pete Davidson. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the title of this one on the YouTube? No, what is it? It, the, the title of this segment is Pete Davidson Says Goodbye for Now. So way to hedge your bets, Pete Davidson. For now, wait. It's for funny. now, that is what it is literally titled on the on the playlist for this episode. That Pete is... Davidson says goodbye for now. No, he said he said goodbye. He's saying good good. Why for now? It, he's he's gone. 
Why, why, are you, why are you doing this, YouTube? Why are you? No, he's gone. It's over. <laughs> Let it go, um, YouTube. Let it go. But it, but it was kind of funny. Like he says at the beginning, he was like, "Oh, look at me when I started here. Look how different I looked." And I'm I'm looking at this, and I'm like, "Dude, you look exactly the same. You you've grown out your your mustache a little bit. That is about it." <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, oh, by the way, I should mention um, our our friend and follower, Manette Moratti, uh, <laughs> tweeted that when it was on the show. She was like, "I feel like this is a thing that only John will appreciate because he looks like Spock from the Mirror Universe episode of Star Trek." I did, yeah, I didn't. Under- I saw that. I did not understand that. I, like, I saw it, and I hadn't watched th- that sketch yet. And I was like, "Okay, well, I don't quite get the reference, but." If if they are writing the show to appeal specifically to me, I am I am for that. So yeah, I was like I, I like I hope John appreciates that that reference because I have no idea what Manette's talking about. Right now. I I got it like about an hour later when that sketch went up on YouTube. So hey, okay, there you go. We we got there. We got there. So but yeah, I mean yeah, Pete's talking about it like how much he's aged, and I'm like, you, you really haven't, dude. You look pretty much the same. You look great, man. You look fine. You look fine. I think, I mean, you're in your early 30s. Yeah, time is not caught up with you yet, dude. Yeah, you're, you're going to be fine. Don't you worry about a thing. Uh, but I, I did like how he brought up things uh, like about like, hey, thanks to everybody who's just watching me out and see if I talk about Kanye. I, mm-hmm. I like how he talked about, like you said, the um, old photo of him as a skinny kid. It's like, look at me back then. I was just like some little skinny kid who and no one knew who, what race I was. And now everybody knows I'm definitely white because because I'm hugely successful despite never showing up for work or barely showing yeah, up. Yeah, barely showing up for work. Yes, yeah. I will give that to Pete. Like he's all, he's he's very self aware. He he's very aware of what people think of him and how his life is insane. Like he he's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And he he is the first to make jokes about him and his life and. Um, I it was funny. He he made a reference to a thing uh, that happened on the show three years ago when he made a joke about uh, Dan Crenshaw's eye patch, and then he pointed out that now Fox News is making fun of Dan Crenshaw's eye patch. How the and, tables have turned. And and he said he pointed out he quoted from a, a joke that Tucker Carlson has apparently made about uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw, and, and he says, "Geez, Colin, your dad's a dick." Uh, <laughs> love that. That was great. Um, you know, Fox News is being hypocrites. How about who? who, who I know. Who, I'm. I'm as shocked as you are, my friend. Wow. Jaw um, dropped. There, there was there was a joke that I totally didn't get, but it seemed to go over well. Where uh, Pete said, "Lauren accidentally gifted me a sock, so I'm free." And it wasn't until I went on Twitter and I, I saw that that was a reference to Dobby the Elf from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, I got uh, it. But I read the it Harry flew Potter right book. over my head because I, I had, I only know like the broad strokes of Harry Potter, so I was just like, okay, I have no idea what that means. But now, as, as a dork who read all the Harry Potter books, I totally got that. Okay, okay, they're good. They're good. Oh yeah, I'm. Hey, I don't doubt they're good. I just haven't read them. <laughs> so okay, cuts into my comic book reading time. So <laughs> we oh, can't have that. Uh, excuse me, they're graphic novels. <laughs> I stand corrected, sir. I stand corrected. Um, but I, yeah, I thought this was a good goodbye for Pete. 
Yeah, yeah, it was good. I like how he kind of brought up all the stuff that's been going on with him, like throughout the years of SNL. Like you know, when, remember when he was engaged to Ariana Grande? That was a whole thing. Yes, yeah, he man, he mentioned that, and he talked about you know, like Lauren giving him his fatherly advice and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think my all time Pete Davidson thing has to be when he came on with John Mulaney and they they talked about the mule for however many minutes it was. That was phenomenal. That is brilliant. I rewatched that like literally a couple days ago because I still find it so funny. The it, mule. <laughs> I mean, my God, <laughs> just that was that. that, good that stuff. Yeah, that was good stuff. And yeah, and at the end, of course, he got very sentimental and said, "Thanks for everybody who, you know, stood by me." Thanks. He thanked Lorne profusely. You know, yeah. saying, "You know, I know. Thanks for everybody who believed in me when I did, and you know, people who believed in me when." A lot of people thought I didn't deserve to be here. Like, he got very honest and very yeah, sweet and sincere. Yeah. It was a very nice little moment to end it on. And, and you know, as long as we're talking about Pete and the fact that it's his last show, this might be a good time to get into this one. Did you also see that there was a cut for time sketch called uh, for Battle- Forgot About Lorne? I literally saw it like two minutes before I logged on to this podcast with you. Okay. Like, okay, I, so you I, did watch it then. I watched it, yeah. I just saw it like maybe... 30 minutes ago for the first time. I did. Yeah. I yeah. I, I watched it <laughs> just a little while ago. They, they put that up kind of late. Um, it was, yeah. Pete doing one last, uh, rap number. He, he enjoyed doing, doing the rap number, doing the little music videos. And he's just talking about how <laughs> the premise of this is like Lauren, his, his feeling hurt that he never got to be in one of Pete's music videos. And so Lauren wrote a rap right. for Pete. I also liked how, because uh, in this music video, they have, you know, Pete sees Lorne, but we only see the back of Lorne. So right. we know it's not really Lorne. Right. So it's weird how the premise of this is that Lorne was never in one of Pete's videos, but the real Lorne doesn't even want to be in this video. Yeah. Which I was like, what? Like, Lorne couldn't be in this little, this little thing? It's mirrors reflecting mirrors, man. Mm. Life imitating yeah, we- art, man. We either have we either have Pete dressed up as Lauren, um, and you know, horribly convincing as Lauren, <laughs> or we have like sort of an animated head uh, of Lauren on top of somebody else's body, sort of like South Park style. Yeah, very much so. And uh, at the end of this video, we get like a little guest cameo from Eminem. Eminem comes on to tell Pete that his parodies of his music suck. Right. Uh, so that that was kind of fun. Yeah, because like if you think about it, he has gone to the Eminem uh, song, you know, music video well quite a number of times. There was the right. I mean, he did he did the you know what the heck's an NFT thing that was uh, uh, to the tune of uh, Without Me, right? And, and Pete was in the Robin outfit and everything. There was the uh, the, the Santa the Stan video. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So Pete's yeah. obviously a big Eminem fan. Yes, <laughs> it's an homage, man. <laughs> Big inspiration, all the white boys who who wanted oh, to be rappers. That's right. Oh my god, dude, Eminem. He, oh my god, he, to tell a lot of, trust me, in college, a lot of white want to be rappers were like, dude, he's the best out there. He was, he was like the yeah. Alpha Omega to a lot of, you know, aspiring terrible white rappers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I like Eminem for the for the most, you know, the. For the, for the most part, I think yeah. I mean, he's he's done some stuff I like. Uh, what did you think of this? Do you think it deserved to be cut, or or should it have been in the show? Uh, I I think it should have been in the show. I think uh, 
I mean, it's because this is like Pete's last hurrah. So, you, I, yeah, like yeah. I would have, I would have taken out the summer gig and put in this. Definitely, definitely. That's that would be the first thing I'd cut. Yeah, yeah, because like I mean, as much as I kind of like the summer gig, I was like, I, this is. I think the the Pete video should take precedence over the summer gig. I mean, because like, as much know, as I horribly dislike the summer gig, I think the Pete. Video should take precedence. Over. Yeah, because like so. Keenan's still going to be on the show. We can still do more whatever. Yeah. big like no, no. Keenan's going to be performing on the post-apocalyptic SNL with a cast of cockroaches. We've established yes. this. Yes, Saturday Night Roaches. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Um, next up. Next up. Uh, where are we next? Uh, uh, Mr. Dooley, right? Mr. Dooley. Mr. Dooley. This was flashing back to TCM, and they're showing the 1981 not classic, 915 to 510. That's right. It's a 9 to 5 parody. Why now? What's that? Why now? Why now? Well, it's it's been just over 40 years, and... (laughs) Uh, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda are popular again because they just wrapped up uh, Grace and Frankie. So, yeah, Dolly Parton is evergreen as always. Yes, that's true. Dolly Parton, beloved national treasure. Uh, Dolly um, Parton, and and we've got it starts out. We've got Cecily, Heidi, and Ego, and they they are more or less made up like the ladies of nine to five. And I noticed, I thought this was interesting. Cecily looked kind of she was made up kind of like Jane Fonda. But she had like Lily Tomlin's cadences down, man. I gotta, I gotta watch. Go back and watch. Watch it, it again. She is, she has got like this subtle Lily Tomlin impression going, and I don't know if it's something she developed when she was doing uh, the secret to uh, not life, the universe, and everything. Um, the Lily Tomlin one woman show that she did. Uh, ah, shoot, I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name. Yeah, of it. I yeah. will look it's that a, up. Okay. One woman show. Um, search for signs of intelligent life in the universe. Oh. <laughs> yeah, easy, easy to remember. Nice, quick, easy title. Long ass title, and I actually did see that original one on Broadway, and I didn't get to make it to uh, Cecily's version. But uh, yeah, that's that's an impressive thing to do. Play, playing a lot of characters. Anyway, yeah, she she had <laughs> Lily Tomlin's uh, cadences down, which I noticed, and I thought that was a, a nice, subtle touch. I appreciate it. And Ego's hair was kind of Lily Tomlin-esque. Okay. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're Warren and Heidi, who's the new uh, lady in the office. She's made up like Dolly Parton, and they say, like, hey, our boss is, he's a sexist and a racist, and oh, you better watch out for him. Yeah, God, we really, we, I just want to kill him. I really want to kill him. Well, yeah, yeah, I want to kill him. And we walk into the office, and it's Natasha Leone in a mustache again. And still has the nail polish on. Uh, seems a little weird to be going to the mustache well again before the show's over. <laughs> yeah. Little bit, little bit. <laughs> little bit. And then uh, the joke here is that, you know, yeah, he's a sexist pig, and, and Heidi shoots him almost immediately. Yep, shoots him dead. Shoots him. Is is it a sign of confidence in your host when you kill them off forty seconds into a sketch? Uh, 
Because <laughs> I feel like that is not a vote of confidence. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what? Let's just... We'd rather have a sketch centered around your dead body than to have you walk and talk in this sketch. I feel like if you're doing that to your host in the sketch, you either really like the host and you trust them to do all sorts of weird shit, or you don't think much of the host and you just want to get them out of the way as quickly as possible. I don't feel like there's a lot of middle ground and I don't know which it is. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. to. <laughs> it's a choice, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a choice. And uh, yeah, so then we have a, yeah, we have a dead body there. So then, yeah. Uh, oh, then we also get a thing where they're like, "Are you sure he's dead? He can't be dead. We need to tickle him to make sure he's dead." And then it's yeah, literally them tickling uh, Natasha Leone while Natasha Leone, you know, is pretends to be dead for playing um, dead. Yeah, play- and they, they they put the sunglasses on her. We're going full weekend to Bernie's with this, um, right? Because uh, the, the Natasha Leone, the boss, has a meeting with Mister Dooley. The, Big important meeting, right? And and then Fred Armisen and Kyle Mooney come in because Fred is there on the premises and he's apparently amicable exes with Natasha Leone and Kyle Mooney because it is his last show and we are going to throw him a bone. Mm-hmm. It's been a whole week since Baby Yoda, folks. Everybody gets a bone. <laughs> you get a bone. You get a bone. So yeah, and they're doing things like wheeling Mister Dooley over to the bar and. Pretending he's pouring him a drink, and and Fred and Kyle are just oblivious, and they think, oh, oh, oh that Dooley. <laughs> yeah, and of course, they're literally picking up Natasha Leone's limp body and dragging him over to like the little mini bar and trying right. to pour a drink. And of course, the glasses spill everywhere. I think at one point, like Heidi drops like the the shaker and like almost breaks, and it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's a it's a bit sloppy. It's a bit sloppy, but I feel like it was kind of meant to be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah. I mean, there's all just like, oh, oh, now he's such a sexist. He's feeling us up. And they're like grabbing his, uh, <laughs> I, I keep saying his, but they're, they're grabbing Natasha Leone's hands and putting them all over themselves. And and then it, it ends in a utterly random way where where Kyle and Fred just dive out the window together. Yeah, because I think at one point they realize that he's that the person is dead, and then I think and then Fred Armisen is like, "Well, we got to make sure he's dead. We got to tickle him." So then he yeah. stands over Natasha Leone's body, crouches on, and then tickles his his ex girlfriend, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it's like you said. Then they're like, "Oh, we got to call the police." The two of them jump out the window. The end. I, this yeah. is this was a head scratcher. This one. This was this was an odd one. It was weird. This is this is one of those sketches where it's like I like the idea of this a little more than the execution of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think at some point it, I felt like this was a sketch. It seemed like they were having more fun doing it than we were watching it. Yeah, and I never liked that feeling. I mean, I, you want the performers to be having fun, but not at the expense of the audience. You know, they they shouldn't be having more fun than the audience, I feel like. Yeah. At at, at one point, it kind of feels like, you know, maybe a little indulgent where they're like, oh, I'm glad you guys are having fun. I'm just here staring at my watch, waiting waiting to laugh at something. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, we're getting late in the show. It's it's a little more weird than funny. It's getting Um, loopy, people. But hey, it's the last day, right? Last day of school. Whatevs. I, I mean... 
I thought it started out okay. I I feel like maybe the performances could have been a little. I don't know. I, it yeah. just it's so tough to put your finger on why something doesn't quite work, but it didn't quite work. For yeah, me. I mean, like the like when when it started off with um, Heidi shooting Natasha Leone, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Where yeah, that's gonna, that's a good twist. That's a good twist. Now, where are they going to do with it? And then they just kind of went this weeping yeah. that Bernie route with it, and I was like, I don't. I don't think this was the best uh, way to go about this. It, it didn't. Maybe yeah. maybe because there was no escalation. Well, there kind of was, but it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't too that strong. I feel I feel like it's just a real crapshoot because it's so dependent upon the performances. And I mean, and and this type of thing where people are like things are going nuts and things are going not quite as planned. It can be really funny. Like you remember the the sketch where where Bill Hader was the old guy and he was trying to impregnate uh, his girlfriend. Oh, right. By um, Cecily. And like the Viagra kicked in and he's, he's in a motorized wheelchair and it's like running into, it's backing into the table. Right. Right. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> and pushing 80 across half the stage. Yeah. Like I, put, I think like Melissa was there and like she, he was oh, like, yeah, he was literally pushing Melissa and like Melissa like really couldn't go anywhere. And she was right. Right. And, I mean, and, and his back is to her, so he's like unaware. I mean, that's that's fun. That's endearing. Um, this one, it didn't really reach that level. Yeah, this was. Yeah, it's just like a sloppy mess. But, I mean, it, that sort of sketch is just lightning in a bottle. I mean, you can't plan for that. It's just it happens or it doesn't, and I I just don't feel like it happened this time. Yeah, fair enough. It's uh, it's getting late in the show. <laughs> getting late in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, final sketch. So, Wrapping up, the, wrapping up the show with a, a Kate and Eddie joint. Aww. I mean, because really, what else are we gonna do? They're both leaving. Mm. They're both. They're they're both they're like they're comedy sister wives at this point. They really are. They're leaving us. Are, they're leaving us. <laughs> they're leaving, and and we can't even like bring in a bunch of kitties to do a whiskers are we? Oh, oh, they should have done that. I, yeah, I don't know. Are are there COVID restrictions against bringing in as many animals as they used to? I uh, they brought in those dog they brought in those dogs uh, last week for the Selena Gomez episode. Yeah, mm. and and a, like a week or two before that, they there was a thing on Twitter is like, oh, they're they're delivering puppies to Thirty Rock, and then they and then they didn't show up on SNL, and I'm still bitter about that. Boo. Um. Just uh, don't don't tease us with puppy deliveries to Thirty Rock and then not follow through. Damn it! Don't puppy tease me. Even if you're delivering the puppy to somewhere else, SNL should like stage a raid and steal those puppies. Ooh, the puppy heist. It's, it's what I'm saying. This is all I want. Hell, do a sketch about staging a puppy heist. Yeah, <laughs> to, to have puppies in a sketch with Cecily or ki- kitties in a sketch with with Kate and Eddie. Let's do that. Ocean's Eleven, but instead of stealing money from a casino, they're stealing puppies from... Is this anything? Is this anything? Adorable, adorable. Yes, it's something because it has adorable puppies. Of course it's something. Of course it's something, You know, I apologize, yes. How dare you doubt that? SNL, Um, this is... We're giving you gold here. We're giving you gold here. Look, do it. Just do us... uh, this summer, do a puppy compilation special just for us. That's right. Please. Please. We got to get through the dog days of summer somehow. hey <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I once commented on, on uh, 
one of uh, Cicely Strong's Instagram posts after I think it was like the the judge the the dog court sketch, and I was like, honestly, they could rebrand the entire show Cecily Strong Place with puppies for an hour and a half, and I would be totally fine with that. And she was like, so would I. Ooh, <laughs> so. nice. She's down for it. <laughs> What's that? She's down for it. She, right. She's down for it, right? She's on I mean, let let's get a summer special. Let's just get Cecily Strong Plays with puppies, and I will be very entertained. Let's get um, on that, America. All right. Anyway, this sketch, which I suppose we should talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, this is called Women's Commercial. Uh, so it's stars Kate and 80. And we, we find out that they're advertising gray adult pigtails. Yeah. Uh, okay. And just, uh, just talking about that certain type of woman, that woman of a certain age who's who's. Got her. She's got a full head of gray hair, and she's she's wearing the pigtails. Yeah, you can pair it with such things as uh, uh the cranberries T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, by the way, I really like the opening soundtrack to this sketch because we we early on we got the Indigo Girls and we got Bonnie Raitt. Mm-hmm. So that right there, that right, that right there, puts you in a world. Yeah, um, I am I am flashing back to my college years already. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> All right, right on. I did not know any ladies with gray adult pigtails, but probably a decent amount of the women I went to college with now have gray adult pigtails. I don't know. I haven't run a poll. I'll find out. Gray adult pigtails, drinking, making their own kombucha, maybe mm-hmm. wearing uh, hemp clothing. I could, I could dig it. They're living their best lives. Yeah, living up in New Paltz. Uh, and yeah, we, we got other ladies in there with, we, we, we got, we got Heidi, we got Sarah, we got, uh, Melissa's in there? in there. I think so. Mel- yeah. Melissa's in there. And, Melissa's uh, in there. Yeah. And then they're talking about these gray pigtails for a certain kind of woman where you just see them and you're like, Oh, got it. Yep. Yeah. And then they, and, uh, and you, you see her for a minute and then you don't forget her for the rest of your life. And, and we, we find out that uh, Kyle Mooney, he's, he's playing a gray-haired gentleman with a long beard and a ponytail. So he's got the male equivalent of the pigtails. And we find out that he's the boyfriend of, like, all five ladies we've seen in the sketch. Because yeah, you can't ride a bike with no handlebars, am I right, <laughs> I knew you were going to quote that line, my friend. I knew I... you were going to quote that line. <laughs> How could I not? That's a fucking banger. How could you not? That's a great line. <laughs> it's crass and clever. Yes, that that is your lane. That's my mo. Uh, and then at the very end, we've got the lead singer of Japanese Breakfast coming in for a cameo. Yeah, I think she sings like a little Joni Mitchell or whatnot, or something. I could be wrong. Let's say yes. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't. I don't recognize a whole lot of Joni Mitchell songs by ear, but um, yeah, let's go with that. It's Joni Mitchell. She's yeah. singing Joni Mitchell. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I was just trying to look smart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, we sort of get like Kyle's goodbye in this too, where they both, where all, all the women are just like kind of, you know, petting his gray beard and whatnot. So I, I don't think Kyle got an official goodbye segment. I, f- I feel like his goodbye sketch was the baby Yoda from last week. That that seemed like his big finish, you know? Okay. All right. Fair enough. And and this week was just maybe sort of like an epilogue for Kyle. Yeah. All right. I, I could dig that. Um, yeah. Yeah, overall, I thought the sketch was so not strong. I thought it was all right. I guess shoulder shrug. It is a thing that existed, and 
it ate up three and a half minutes of airtime. So it's the last day of school, man. We're just waiting out the bell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, what are you going to finish that chapter in the, yeah. in the last 10 minutes of class? No, you are not. That's right. Come on. We'll just wait for the school bell to ring. You've already taken your exams and you've turned in your term paper. Yeah. It's, it's all over, but the shouting, they are just, <laughs> they're just waiting to get to the after party at this point. Class dismissed. <laughs> like Maya Rudolph has got to go to the after party and sing with the revolution. Oh, you which, saw that on a, Twitter? that is a thing that actually happened. I didn't, I haven't watched the, the video yet, but I saw that that is a thing that happened. Oh, so dude, that's bananas. Yeah. They're down, they're down in the ice skating rink of 30 rock and just parting up the night with, uh, with Prince's old backing band. Yeah. Playing so. with the roots. Oh, and the roots. Oh, yeah, that's right. Can't forget the roots. Oh, so lucky. If we know anybody that can get us into next year's SNL uh, season finale after party, please slide into our DMs because I really would want to go. Money, money's no object. I, mean, I, I would, I would love that most assuredly. I am also most assuredly certain we do not rate that. Damn it. <laughs> You got to put it out in the universe, man. I don't know. <laughs> Let's put it out in the universe. Hey, I would love to see it happen. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. No. <sighs> you you got to believe, man. You got to hope for the best. Expect the worst. Yeah. yeah. I'm no. I'm I'm gonna. I'll believe. I'll put up that little Ted Lasso poster above uh, <laughs> above the thing in the locker room. So, okay. gotta believe, Mike. <sighs> gotta uh, believe. Yeah, and uh, that's the episode, guys. Uh, overall. I thought it was okay. I think the first half was a lot stronger than the last half, but I, I would say the, I, I would say the I found the overall episode endearing mainly because of the goodbyes. But, yeah, we should talk about the good nights. Um, oh right. Yeah, you, you know we we saw. I mean, these are significant good nights because it is the last time those people will be on stage as cast members. Okay. Um, so we we got as. We've kind of unfortunately gotten used to the last couple seasons. Everybody's up there on stage in a mask. Right. Uh, Natasha Leone's wearing a mask reading My Body, My Choice, which is nice. That is cool. Thumbs up to that. Right, right. Um, and did you notice the camera was getting like really tight on people hugging? Uh, I didn't even see it because like when I was I watched it live and the camera mm-hmm. just, and the show just kind of cut off. So I didn't oh, see okay. a lot of the good nights. I just it just cut off and went to you know whatever. They posted the full good nights on, and oh. it, it feels like the camera crew they're getting a lot of close ups because I think they're trying to get people crying. They're trying to get that emotional moment. They want that. Um, and and I made a list of of the people we I I spotted hugging, Kate and Eddie, of course, Kate and Kyle, uh, Eddie and Sarah. Apparently, Eddie and Sarah got really tight. Oh, nice. And and Kate and Bowen. So those those are the hugging bits I saw, and sometimes I'm like looking around people. I'm like, why are these Japanese breakfast people in the way? <laughs> get but, the way, get out the way, Japanese breakfast. Get out of the way. I'm trying to see an emotional moment so I can feel something. <laughs> I'm trying to cry. Get, get out. I'm the trying way. to connect with my human emotions. That's right. I'm trying to know what love is. Look, it happens once a year. I'm like, let me give these human emotion things a spin. And then after we finish the season finale, I'm like, oh, no, I didn't like that at all. And, <laughs> and I, I am going to be dead inside for the next year. Oh, wow. All right. But, 
Oh yeah, wow. No, but actually, as you're talking, I'm watching it now. Yeah, I didn't see any of these good nights because of. Okay. Yeah, they cut it off early. Yeah, they're just NBC was just like, nope, we got to go to our this infomercial. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. But yeah, wow. This, yeah, it's really sweet. Oh, I missed all the. Yeah, yeah, no, it's sweet. You, you can see him getting a little choked up. It's. Uh, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna miss these people. I, as I said, I'm. I'm gonna miss Kyle. Uh, I'm, I'm, sorry. Said Kyle, meant to say Kate. I'm going to miss Kate most of all. Yeah. Kyle, I will miss you too. I am very regretful you never played New Zealand on the show. Damn it. We almost, we, uh, yeah, we never got there, but. Uh, we never got there. We never got there. I mean, in a way, Sarah Sherman is kind of New Zealand esque. She could carry that torch. Yeah. She could totally carry that torch. Yes. I mean, maybe if she, like, she dresses like him. Maybe she. Could, yeah. Maybe at some point she throws fish. We can. Uh... If you told me that Sarah Sherman, Sarah Squirm, spends a significant amount of her backstage time at SNL throwing fish around, I would be like, "Yeah, that tracks." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yeah, of course she does. That's how that she's method. That's how she gets into character." Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I would be like, "That is totally a hobby. I could see her having." Yeah. She's like a more um, likable Jared Leto. She she, she throws fish around, gets into character. I mean, if you know, if if that's the bar we've got to clear, <laughs> you know, really anybody who's not sending used condoms to their coworkers and dead rats yeah. <laughs> to their co-stars is more likable than Jared Leto. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true. Very true. Didn't didn't he like bring? Didn't he like send like a dead boar or something to the Castle Suicide Squad? Yeah, like a- some sort of dead. Like a pig's head, right? It was a pig's head. That was it. That was it. Yeah, I would be like, dude, what are you doing? Stop, stop just this. Like, that's there's being a method actor, and then there's just being a dick. Yeah, it's like, dude, no one wants to play your games. No one wants. <laughs> no, just just read your lines, and they'll they'll yell cut, and that that'll be it. Well, I'll see you at the at your trailer. I just. <laughs> I, I just don't get why that's necessary. It's like, oh yeah, that no, that gave me such insight into into how the Joker's mind works. Yeah, I mean, was that in any copy of Batman? Was that like comic book accurate? No, <laughs> no. that is not a thing the Joker has ever done, to the best of my knowledge. All right, so that was a choice. He made a that was a choice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh... oh, Jared Leto just somehow got the idea. Oh, the the, the Joker just. Sends pranks through the mail. <laughs> He's like Jokey Smurf. He just yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what was going on. Uh, what a <laughs> maybe he was going through some stuff. Who knows? Uh, what a maroon. <laughs> just oh boy. Anyway, but that hey, that's a season, you guys. We're uh... yes. look. There's there's a, there's a lot to unpack for season forty seven, but we don't want to just stick it in at the end. Of an episode, we're we're gonna do a full season in review episode next week. We so because and we're gonna we're gonna talk all about our favorite sketches. And yeah, yeah. What well, they did right, what they did wrong, what we'd like to see for the next season. Yeah, we'll talk about the people who have left and uh, the new people, like you know the mm-hmm. we're we're in the uh, the rise of Sarah Sherman now and the rise of JAJ and right. You know, what what the hell's going and on with the, Aristotle? The, Aristotle pictured on a milk carton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What well, he was in the uh, after high school sketch. 
<laughs> yes, he he was in that. Um, and I, I feel like it's a bitter irony that the one time we saw Aristotle, they said his body was never found. And I was like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding, SNL. Even his body's not getting stage time. Like what? What the hell happened? Did did you like run over Lauren Michaels' dog? Did you? It's I. I really need to know the story behind this because it is. It's not at this point. I. It's it's. It feels like it's not a coincidence. It's so weird. We'll we'll talk about that more. And because this is such a big topic, we're not gonna. It's too big for just me and Darren. So we got to have a guest. We got to have a special guest next week, Darren. We do. We do. We do. And. Because he did such a wonderful job for us on our season 46 wrap-up last year, we invited our friend, our pal, Dennis Perkins, back to talk all about SNL with us. He's back, baby! He's Bye. back. And and Dennis Perkins has had an eventful year as well. He was Last time he was here, he was writing for the AV Club. Uh, now, not so much. Mm. He's, he's over at Pace Magazine now. Oh, we'll, so he'll tell us all about that, I think. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. And uh, yes, and uh, that's actually. Oh, well, before we wrap up, hey, we yeah. want to read some of the tweets we got from our good. Oh friends. yes, yes, we gotta we gotta do the Twitter page. We gotta do that. Yeah, we gotta do that. Okay. Um. All right. So, uh, first up from our good friend Mikey with two E's from across the pond. Yay, Mikey! He says he says about this episode. Hey guys, you know the phrase: if you can't say anything nice, then don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Well. well Dot, dot, dot. And then he says, uh, he tweets that again saying, actually, I will say thank you to you guys for another awesome season of SNL Nerds. I straight up look forward to it every week and admire your dedication to both carry on doing it, even after some really, really bad episodes. All right. Well, thank you, Mikey. And yeah, so, I'm just, I'm just going to mark that down. That is one in favor. Ooh, right. Yes, yeah. Right. Check is in the mail, Mikey. Woohoo! Um, 432 Twitter followers. Here we come. We're doing it. Moving on up. We're doing it. Uh, so, and also, uh, John Anias uh, at, yeah. at Burtonesque92 says Heads up, this is a two parter. This episode was thin in sketch quantity and erratic in sketch quality. I found mm. Natasha Leone a delightful presence, but she was best used in the leadoff baseball announcer sketch. The goodbyes that'll mark this show as notable were particularly well done. Uh, Pete's segment was all very well, though I did prefer last year's version. Oh, I guess he means... I, I don't even remember what he did last year. What did he do last year? Was that the black and white uh, pre-tape, like the Kinescope Evening with Pete Davidson sketch? I think oh, I, the Raging Bull parody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one um, that, uh, during the Paul Rudd episode. That was... That, oh, oh, yeah, that was the Christmas right. thing. Yeah. That was better. Uh, I'll give you that. That was better. Oh, okay. I thought when he said last year's, I thought he meant last season. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, for Kate and Adie, they probably chose the right characters to bring out one last time. And in both the cold open and on update, the sweet moments were fitting without overwhelmingly the funny. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and then lastly, we have our friend Boardman gets paid, our time traveling friend. Yes. Uh, who says, Our Sam. Hello. Pinnacle. Yes. <laughs> Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, <laughs> Boardman gets paid, stepped into the quantum leap accelerator, and vanished. Oh, shit. You remember all that? <laughs> he, 
He found himself trapped in the past, facing a mirror image that was not his own. His only guide on this journey, oh, no, wait, and driven by an unknown force to help, help change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, a hologram from the future that only he can see and hear. And so Boardman gets paid, finds himself leaping from life to life, uh, hoping each time that the next leap will be the leap home. Dude, that is impressive. That is, that is impressive. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. Big Ron Leap fan. Wow. <laughs> it's coming back. It's coming back. I can also do the A team. Oh, well, save that for next week. I'll save it for next week. I'll save it for next week. Um, okay, so Boardman gets paid, says hello from the inside out. Um, Boardman, for a while, by the way, was was sending us comments on the previous week's show. So for a little while, we couldn't really read his comments because it got confusing. Um, but he, but he's, he's now finally, like, put himself right with the universe. He's, he's no longer unstuck in time. Uh, he says, hello from the inside out. I appreciate this episode. The people that are leaving going to miss most of them. And Natasha seemed down for about everything. Also, Mr. Dooley made me spit my drink out real nineties. Like I would trade Pete's goodbye for joke swap though. Uh, and maybe they don't bring in any new cast members this year. Keep the cast really tight. Tight like a tiger. Wow. He's fine. Yeah, I will admit I was kind of bummed out when we didn't get a joke swap. So yeah, that was uh, yeah. I, I've come to look forward to the joke swap. I would have enjoyed seeing that, but I can un- I totally get why they didn't do it because there was a lot to stuff in the update with the three desk yeah. segments. Um, Fair enough. So it would have been a lot. I mean, updates usually like what about twelve minutes of the show? So yeah, that's a big chunk. I, and uh, I, yeah, I I agree. We probably don't need any new cast members coming in next season. I mean, because yeah. we, we we had twenty one this season. We we four have left, so that's seventeen. That's still a lot. Yeah, that's still a mob scene, man. <laughs> mob scene. That is still. I I don't know. Like, is it a basketball team? Is it a, a soccer team? I don't I don't know how many people you have on various sports teams, but that, yeah. it seems like you could play some form of organized sports with those with that many people. Yeah, like you don't even do uh, shirts and skins. Like you, you can. You can carry on a full professional game with that many people. Right. They could they could just all be in a scrum together and yeah. Yeah, rugby. Yeah. I know that term. Yes. Okay. And uh so, yeah, so uh that's it. Now that's our episode, guys. Uh yeah. That's our wow. episode. That's that's our se- this is this is what our the fourth season of SNL that we've covered? Of uh, yeah, that that sounds about right. That feels right. Because we started this in October of 2018. Uh huh. So that's okay. that, that season one ended in 19, then 20, 21. 20. Yeah, this is the fourth season we've done. Dude, wow. This where's this? Se- where does the time? We want to keep going. We're gonna keep going. Damn straight. Hell yeah. All right. That's it's rocking. I, I gotta be honest. What? I gotta be honest. I'm I'm a little glad we're done with the show for a couple of months because it gets a little exhausting going through all the sketches and stuff and it does it does it's like oh it'll be, it'll be nice just to watch some movies yeah movie months yeah i think uh, we're gonna try to do some movies get some interviews happening uh yeah. you know it'll be it'll be a fun little summer folks so please uh please 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 tune in yeah during the summer and if if there's a 
particular project starring a particular SNL alum that you really want us to cover, uh, send us a tweet. Uh, use use the hashtag SNL Nerds and let us know what you'd like to see. Like you know, oh hey, you haven't done enough projects with this cast member. We'd like to see more of that. Um, and we've we've got things we're discussing. Yeah, we're doing stuff. We're doing things. Things are happening. We're doing things. Oh yeah, we're talking about stuff. We'll, we're going to have a schedule. We're yeah. going to be as organized as we can. And, you know, if anybody really notable, unfortunately, passes away, I'm sure we'll, oh, we'll uh, do something with that. Yeah, I mean, we hope, we hope that doesn't happen, but yeah. We hope we hope it doesn't happen. We hope that everyone is immortal, but... Yes. <laughs> we hope you all live forever. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so stick with us during the summer months. We'll we'll keep pumping these babies out as long as you That's guys right. will keep We're on. We're not going anywhere this summer, baby. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah, and if you want to follow... We're still here. Yeah, we're still standing. We're still strong. Mm-hmm. And if you want to follow mm-hmm. me on Twitter, I'm at Darren Credible at D-A-R-I-N Credible, Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow us on Twitter at SNL Nerd Show. That is correct. You can also uh, follow me on the Twitter at Trumbull Comic. That's T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L. And then the word comic. Yeah. And of course, always our Patreon, our lovely Patreon at non-productive.com. Donate money. Mm-hmm. Pretty please. Cause... Donate money and yeah. And help us uh, keep putting out this show for you. We we enjoy doing the show. We hope you enjoy listening to it. And if there's a way you can start enjoying it more, let us know. Yeah. yeah, we we like getting the feedback. And yeah, please uh, rate and review us and subscribe and uh, all that good stuff. Because that, again, also helps us keep making the show and boosts us in the algorithms and all that fun stuff. And all that jazz. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's it, man. So, so what do we do That's now? it. Wow. Another season over and done with. So we'll be back next week with our season in review with Dennis Perkins. But until then, you're out. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the non-productive network is distributed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. Thank <laughs> you.